and I am bringing you today's word for October 29th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming. And I'm going to keep saying it until God tells me to say something else. Greater is coming for you. If God made plans for you from the foundations of the world, that there's biblical evidence that, that you were predetermined, that you were predestined, that God thought of you before your parents thought of you, and that God made plans for you from before the world began. And now that you're born again, the Holy Spirit will speak to you concerning those plans. He will reveal to you what was prepared for you, but what was previously concealed from you. And as you get revelation of those things, as you get insight, oh, okay, as God reveals it, then God prepares you. And then he prepares you for what he prepared already for you. And you get to become the man that, or the woman that God called you to be for such a time as this greater is coming for you. So this is part 57 of the series. Um, the title of today's message is one word from God. Oh, oh my God. All you need is one, one word from God can turn any seemingly hopeless situation around. I don't know what you're facing. doesn't even matter. One word while I'm speaking, while I'm preaching logos, I'm preaching what God said at the same time, the Holy Spirit will be speaking to you. There's a voice behind my voice. There's a word behind my word. And my prayer is that you would hear the Holy Spirit while I'm preaching. At the same time, he can speak. And one word is all you need. You get one word from God and it can change your situation in a moment. Say amen to that. All right, so today I'm covering 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 7 through 9. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 7 through 9. Let me, let me paint the picture. So yesterday we left off uh, with David at a new all-time low, right? I mean, they had cried till they couldn't cry anymore. They ran out of tears. Uh, his family was gone. And the family members of his friends were, uh, of, you know, his 600 men, they were gone. Their kids were gone. Their village was burned down to the crown. Everything that they had worked hard for years for was, was stolen. And then they're, they're, most importantly, their family members were taken, right? And so, so right there, not only that, but they had just spent six days on the road and they were denied the opportunity to fight alongside the men that they had been living with for all these years. And so now there he was. And, and David at his all-time low, the Bible says, that David, we dealt with this yesterday, David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. And sometimes I told you yesterday, you got to encourage yourself. I mean, you can't, there's some things that you, you are going to have to learn to encourage yourself. Go into your prayer closet, build yourself up. Glory to God. Encourage yourself. There's sometimes where you're not going to get your pastor on the phone. You're not going to be able to call your friends on the phone. Listen, this is, you got to be able to go to God and encourage yourself. That's where we pick up the story today. So what happens next is after he encouraged himself, what did he do? He called for Abiathar, the, the priest. And so Abiathar, the priest comes. Now, to be clear, in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, 
it was customary for a leader, a king, to call for a priest or a prophet. And then the priest or the prophet would come and he would, the, the leader would go to the prophet and the priest and say, hey, listen, you, I need you to inquire of the Lord. This is the situation. I need you to inquire of the Lord. And the prophet and the priest would leave, inquire of the Lord, and then come back and say, this is what God said. So basically the prophet and the priest, they were an intermediary between the leader and God, right? Or between the people and God. Now, David had a priest with him. This was the, the priest that he had saved before, remembering the story. His name was Abiathar. So he calls for Abiathar and he comes. And, and so you would think that he's calling for the priest and then going to ask the priest, hey, go find out what I need to do. They was like, oh, heck no, I ain't doing that. He called for the priest. The priest comes and says, I need your robe. He said, give me the ephod. I'm not, I'm, no, no, no. I don't, I appreciate you. I thank God for you. I'm not saying that you, you know, none, none of that. But, but right now, in this situation, I need to hear from God for myself. He said, give me your robe. Give me your ephod. And David put on the ephod himself. <laughs> he put on the ephod and he went, he put on the, the priestly attire and he went to the Lord himself. He wanted to go to God directly. He inquired of the Lord. Listen, he was like, I don't have time to rely on anybody else. I don't need an intermediary in this moment. His family was gone. His town was burnt to the ground. His men were speaking of stoning him. He was like, no, no, no. In the middle of that situation, I need the ephod. He made time to worship. He said, I need to worship God. I need to hear from him because I know that one word is, is, is all I need. I need to be able to hear from God. And so he, he went to the Lord and he asked, the Lord two questions. He said, question number one, should I chase this band of raiders? Should I go after them? That was question number one. And then question number two, will I catch them? <laughs> and will I recover all, right? So he's like, I need to know. And, and God answered him. And this, these are the two questions that a lot of us ask. Like, like, um, okay, Lord, we, should I do it? And then if I do it, will I be successful, right? I mean, so these are questions that we're always asking. God, do you want me to do this? And, and if I do it, oh man, I, I think you want me to start this business. Do you want me to do it? And I, if I start the business, will it be successful, right? If I put in the application, am I going to get the job? If I fill out the resume, are you going to favor me? You know what I'm saying? And so, so he asked them and the Lord responded. He said, yes, go after them. You shall pursue, you shall overtake and you shall recover all. And with that, he got a word from God. That's where we're going to stop. We'll stop right there in the story. We'll pick it up from there tomorrow. All right. So what does this mean for you today? All right. You're like, Rick, this is a good story and everything, but talk to me. Okay. I got you. I got you covered. Three things for you today. What does this mean for you today? I have three things. This is where I need you to rid yourself of all distractions. Lock in three things. Number one, here we go. There's a difference between persecution and self-inflicted pain. There's a difference, right? Now, I've made this point before, and I, but it's worth repeating. David was out of position. And since David was out of position, he was living with the enemy, he was never supposed to be there, it left his family vulnerable, right? So basically, he opened the door to Satan. There's a certain level of divine protection that comes when you are aligned with God's will, but then that also means that when you're outside of God's will, you are susceptible to some things that you should not be susceptible to, but you're being hard-headed and stiff-necked and not listening to God. So there, there have been times where something bad happened to me, and it wasn't because of anything that I did wrong, right? 
But there's also times where something bad happened and then the Holy Spirit will say, you see, you opened the door to the enemy. So in our text, David brought this upon himself. Just to be clear, there's a difference and I'm going to make this difference in this point. David left the door to the enemy, Satan open, when he started to live a lie. He was living a lie. He was living with the Philistines and he was lying to King Achish and he was lying over and over and over again. He was living in sin. You can't live in sin and then not reap the repercussions of sin. So my point here is that there's a difference between suffering for the cause of Christ and then simply reaping a harvest on dumb decisions, right? Those are, those are not the same thing. There will be times where you suffer for the cause of Christ. There will be times where you are being persecuted because of your purpose, right? And then there's going to be times where you're simply reaping what you sown. Those are not the same thing. There's a difference between persecution that comes because of your divine purpose and self-inflicted pain. So look at me. If you are being persecuted, because of your purpose. Like, no, Rick, I am actually living as the, the man or the woman that God called me to be. And then these people are rising up against me. Then yeah, the attack is against the assignment. The attack is against your purpose and you will be attacked. But in that moment, I'm, I'm encouraging you. Hey, look, you have the grace for it. God's grace is on you to endure and overcome every attack. Say amen to that, right? Now, however, if you have been sowing bad seed, and you're getting a bad harvest, don't come to me talking about, oh, I'm being persecuted. No, you're not being persecuted. You made a dumb decision. That's that's not the same. I mean, that's not the same as persecution. Oh, look at what's happening. No, 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 no. That You brought that upon yourself. In that point, it, I'm not going to say, oh, you have the grace for it. No, I'm going to say repent. You need to repent and change. You know, I mean, so that those are two different situations. David opened the door to Satan, and he started living with the enemy. And then obviously he opened the door and he brought bad things upon himself. However, my God, God is so good. God is so gracious that God was not holding it against him. God is so gracious that even if you have been dumb, even if you have been sowing bad seed and now you're getting a bad harvest, even in that situation, God loves you so much that he'll still say, I'm going to help you out. I, I'll still will. He still said to David, I got you, son. You shall pursue. You shall overtake. You shall recover all. I'm saying if you're facing challenges this morning, as I close out this first point, just because you are who God says you are, then don't worry about it. God is on you and in you and with you and for you. God's got you. But if you're facing challenges because of dumb decisions that you've made, then watch this. Repent. Repent. And God is so good that he will still help you. Even though you brought it upon yourself, God will still help you out of your situation. He will get you out of a situation that you started and not even him. That's grace. That is amazing grace. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, it's important to be able to hear from God for yourself. It is critically important for you to be able to hear from God for yourself. David appreciated prophets. He appreciated priests. But when his back was against the wall, he was like, no, 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 no. I need to hear from God for me, right? You got to be able to hear from God for yourself. You should appreciate those of us in the five-fold ministry. You should appreciate pastors, appreciate spiritual leaders, appreciate them. Thank God for them. But when the pressure is on, 
No, no, none of this. Hey, pastor, can you pray for me? I need, no, if you need to hear from God, you need to hear from God. You have the Holy Spirit. You're born again. You need to hear from God for yourself. When the priest showed up, David said, give me the ephod. I need to put that thing on for myself. Listen, I appreciate you. Nothing against you, but give me the robe. I need, I need, I'm, you've got to have a relationship with God when you go to him yourself. You don't need an intermediary between you and God. When you need a word, you need a word. Now, I was raised in a church, me and my family were raised in a church where we relied on the priest for everything. We, we didn't know the Bible. We didn't know any scripture. We went to the priest for everything. Oh, we would say, Padre such and such said this. Padre such and such said that. No, it was all about the priest. And it was nothing about like our relationship with the father. And this is not the setup that we have in the New Testament. So under, under the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, yeah, that was kind of the setup. The setup was there was prophets and priests. There was one tribe of priests, the Levites, 11 tribes of kings. And so the one tribe of priests sought the Lord and they told the 11 tribes of kings what the Lord said. And then the 11 tribes of, of kings will go out and do battle and they would bring back the spoils. And then the priests would hear from God again and all of that. But yeah, that's the old covenant. Under the new covenant, we have a high priest. His name is Jesus. Under the new covenant, I go to the father directly in the name of the son, empowered by the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not under the old covenant. I'm not under that old agreement. And what blessed me this morning was that even under the old covenant, David said, mm -mm, I need to hear from God myself. Even under the old covenant, David was like, mm -mm, I ain't going through no priest. I ain't going through no intermediary. Even under the old covenant, David said, give me the robe. I need to hear from God. Listen, you got to spend time with God for yourself. You have to foster a relationship between you and God for yourself. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. You are God's child. You are God's sheep. If you can't hear from God, you say, you got to say, you got to take a stand, go into your prayer closet and say, God, I'm not going to move until you talk to me. I need to hear from you. I've been there. Like, no, 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 no. Mm -mm. I ain't going nowhere. I need to hear from you. Like, this is for real, God. Uh, sister such and such says she got a word. Brother such and such says he got a word. I've never heard from you. I need to hear your voice. I need to know what you're saying to me. I need a word. And you foster this relationship with God. And this relationship with God between you and God, nobody else, nobody, no intermediate, no, 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 no. Between you and God directly, right? That relationship will fuel your entire life. Say amen to that. All right, number three. And finally, last point for today. One word, one word from God can turn any seemingly hopeless situation around. Everything changed for David once he got a word, right? Now, let me say something about this. He got a word. Oh my God, everything changed, right? Because God said, now, wait a minute. Hold on, David. Are your wives still gone? Yes, they're still gone. Is the town still burnt down? Yes, the town is still burnt down. Are your men still upset with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still pissed off. So what happened? Oh, no, but I got a word from God. Oh, <laughs> I'm saying when you get it, he was already changed on the inside because God said, once God speaks, all you need is a word from God. Even before the external situations, circumstances change, if you get a word from God, it will change you on the inside. Let me explain it this way. In the book of Genesis, in the, in the creation account, God in day one, God said, let there be light. And there was light and he saw the light and it was good, right? That's day one. Well, God didn't create the sun until day four. Let me say that again. God said, let there be light in day one. And there was light. He saw the light and it was good. God didn't create the sun until day four. So there was light for three days with no sun. 
Why? Because God said. I call that the light of the word. So let me tie it to this text and let me explain what I mean. When God gives you a word, even before he manifested, just the fact that he said it, I call that the light of the word. Just the fact that he gave you a word, it will keep you long enough until you see what he said. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, just God speaking it, just you getting a word will keep you. Oh, I have enough light. The, the sun hasn't shown up yet, but I have light. Why? Because God said, I'm saying all you need is a word. Once he got a word, he was like, I'm going, I'm going to take back what the enemy stole from us. He got, his, his men were still upset with him, but he had enough light to be able to convince them, hey, let's go. We're going to go. See, my point here is that as I close, God will give you the promise well before he gives you the performance. And the fact that he gave you the promise, just that, the light of the word, the fact that God said it, that's it, will keep you long enough until he does it. I mean, just, you got a word from God. You're in church, you get a word from God, you got your breakthrough. You, you start crying, you give God praise and you, you get in the car and you're like, it's already done. And your kids are like, wait a minute, mama, did you get a, a phone call while you was in church? No. Did you get a letter? No. Did you get an email? No. Well, then what changed? God said, baby, if you, if you got a word from God, that's it. You got the word. One word from God will change you and it will give you enough light to keep going until God does it. The promise will come well before the performance and the promise will keep you until the performance is manifested. Say amen to that. This is what the series is about. This is faith and patience. This is enduring for the long haul. This is how I know, and you should know, that greater is coming for you. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Man, I feel like preaching this morning. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for blessing me to hear from you. You said in your word that your sheep hear your voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. I am your sheep. You are my shepherd. I submit unto you every day in every way. I look unto you, Father, for guidance in all things. Your written word is the ruler by which I judge my decisions. Your Holy Spirit is my eternal God. I'm filled with your spirit. I have ears to hear what you're saying to me daily. I seek you for counsel in everything that I do. And like David, when the pressure is on, I know that I just need to hear a word from you. One word from you, Father, can turn any situation around. So I look to you daily. I receive insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding from heaven. And I am empowered in the earth. When the enemy takes something from me, <laughs> I seek you. And if you give me a word, I can go back and take what the enemy has stolen. I have the grace to pursue, to overtake, and to recover all. This is why I keep saying, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, 
Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, this is it. This message was off the chain for me. This message got me fired up this morning. This is something you have to, you can't just watch this or listen. You have to live this. One word from God. That's all you need. You got to be able to hear from God. If this message was a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat. I read all the comments if you're in Facebook or on, on YouTube. And then also do me a favor, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. Yeah, this is one of those messages where you might need to listen to it again. But this is, I mean, you get fired up, get encouraged. One word from God can change your life forever. I love you and God loves you too. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.